Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Today we're joined by Dr. Eugenia Andrews, uh, who holds a doctorate in psychology and is a life coach and clinical hypnotherapist. Welcome, Eugenia. I forgot to say, and you're joining us from Texas. That's right. Which is great. And you could have joined us from Athens because you spend a good deal of time there too. I am actually from Athens, Greece. I'm originally from Athens. Yes. Yes. So what are you going to talk to us today about? Oh, my favorite subject. (laughs) How (laughs) to help clients uh, have healthier habits, have the life they want, and have the weight they want, the figure they want, and most of all, be happy with how they look, how they feel, and who they are. Great. So we're talking more specifically about releasing weight and the primary and most important key is how to keep it off. Yes, absolutely. Of that that is the key thing, keeping the weight How, off. Yeah. However, I do think that once people start to lose and they start to feel happier, it makes it so much easier to keep going. <laughs> and so, do you do you have uh, clients come back to you because they've not been able to maintain it, or do you have an ongoing program that helps them? maintain their happiness level. And and that's part of my own story, if I may interject. Oh, please. Yes. How did you get there? Yeah. The way I became a hypnotherapist was because when I started my practice um, in the 80s, I had the fear of public speaking and I was getting invited to be speaking in front of conferences and uh, various uh, networking meetings. And um, I would get kind of panicky. And so I decided to seek hypnotherapy here in Texas, actually. That was after graduate school. And Mm -hmm. uh, that helped immensely. And eventually, uh, when I had my daughter, I gained 40 pounds and I sought out hypnosis and I kept the weight off until the pandemic. When I, and, and she's 30, so she just got married in September. And uh, thank you. Um, I until I gained about 30 pounds because I got very busy. I started working globally with all over the world. I trained four other hypnotherapists and I was even forgetting to eat and drink water. And then I would have I would eat a big meal at night and usually sugary things or fast food. And so I um, my my practice tripled during the pandemic. And so I decided to do something about it because my daughter was getting married September 1st and I needed to lose the weight. I sought hypnosis again. I also did self-hypnosis with myself and I lost 30 pounds easily. And since then I have lost another seven pounds. Um, And I am now at my, uh, you know, the, the weight I carried in my early 40s. <laughs> so Excellent, getting, excellent. 
Yes. So, but um, but just uh, back up a little bit, bit more backstory, yes. please. When did you first yes. encounter hypnosis? Did you already know it was a useful modality, and that's why you looked for it, or were you looking for a cure? A cure? Were you looking for help with your weight originally, and then found hypnosis? So when I was in graduate school, I um I went to school in, at the University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee, and uh, Milton Erickson um had, is from Wisconsin, and mm -hmm. um. His um, some of his uh, protégés and um, people he trained, hypnotherapists, came to graduate school and did a three-day seminar in hypnosis, and I was, I was thrilled and I was very intrigued. So I decided this is something I might want to pursue down the line in addition to my mm -hmm. counseling that I was uh, I was starting to do. And so when I, one day I opened Time Magazine at the door and I saw actually on the cover, Frank Monahan, who is a was a hypnotherapist here in Texas, who gave me the hypnosis actually for the, the fear of public speaking. He was a man of the year. And so mm -hmm. that's when I moved to Texas, I sought him out. And, you know, fear of public speaking is the second uh, most severe fear uh, yeah. after fear of death in the world. So yeah. I think though, for me, the fear of gaining weight was for a long time, a major fear. And I and it mm -hmm. is for my clients, the fear of gaining weight, you know. Now you, Not, I, moving forward in time again, so you've just successfully gotten rid of the extra weight that you gained as many of us did during the pandemic. The COVID kilos. Do you, yes, exactly. <laughs> Do you feel that you're working as much and you're, are, are you less stressed because you're thinner or are you, have, have you, has thing, have things smoothed out in your business because the startup when you're, when you're expanding globally is very stressful too. Do you, do you feel oh. like you, you've got more energy? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, I feel I feel like uh, I feel like before I had my kids. <laughs> I feel so wonderful. I feel like I did when I was a college student. Uh, I, I'm at my best, and uh, and certainly um, I, I'm not uh, by any means, you know, a, a young person. Um, here is what I what I experienced, and I see my clients experience. I, first of all, I got, and I teach them through hypnosis with hypnotic suggestions, how to do that, how to balance their life. So how to get new habits to balance life at work and work. So what I did is I learned and taught myself and through also self-hypnosis, uh, I also hired a hypnotherapist, I'm not going to lie. So mm -hmm. you can never be having a mentor no matter how much you know. So mm -hmm. uh, my hypnotherapist also made recordings and I listened to them regularly. And so what I did is I created a life work balance. I started working less, playing more and being more grounded into my core being because I'm a playful person and I'm a joyful person by, by the way I was born, my DNA mm -hmm. is that. And so I got back to my core being, that was one. And the other is I let go of the thought of food. I started focusing on other things, family, friends, 
my work, my clients, uh, my hobbies. Uh, I was going, I started going to the gym. Um, I started lifting weights, but I was not doing it as an obligation. I was doing it and having fun. I started taking dance lessons, in fact. I started taking ballroom dancing. And I think that's the greater even than gym for mm -hmm. me. And that was a lot of fun. So, so the thoughts of food disappeared. So, and here's what I teach my clients through hypnosis, actually. I, uh, first of all, through hypnosis, we find out the root cause. What is the second, why? When people did they start gaining weight, and some of them have started in childhood, and the reason that that was perpetuated, that it continued mm -hmm. in adulthood. And we find out what's the secondary gain. There's always a gain, but it's secondary. It's, it yeah. doesn't, it's not that obvious that, and I use my psychology background for that. Um, it's not as obvious to people as to why they are overeating. But through hypnosis, they come to understand the secondary gain. Uh, and if I may say a very simple example, um, the secondary gain may be the love that my parents gave us and the attention when we finished our plate mm -hmm. or that connection that we have with, with our parents still in our heads, which is the subconscious mind actually, yeah. And so we feel that if we don't finish the play, we're going to lose that love. Yeah. 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 Or perhaps yeah. when parents have used food as a reward, you know, you do well at school, you get a big bag of sweets or, um, you know, you've an extra ice cream. Yeah. An extra <laughs> ice cream or you've cut your knee. There's a piece of cake. Um, so, you know, parents, if they've overly used food as a reward, that can, you know, people associate that in their subconscious with, and, and there are there are so many layers for their parents as to why people mm. that came out of the war or out of the depression. So there's so many things mm. that can affect mm. you. So Eugenia, how do you when when a client first comes to you, you do group yeah. work or individual work? I do both now. I'm I'm launching groups online, but I do mm -hmm. after now I've been doing individual work. And mostly it's online. I know you do see people in person as well, but it's mostly yes, online I now. I have two offices in Fort Worth and South Lake here in Texas. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So when somebody first comes to you and says, I've been 50 pounds overweight for the last 25 years, <laughs> what's the first thing you, you bring up to them? What, what's the first suggestion you have for them? So... It doesn't have I to be actually, a hypnotic suggestion. It can be a regular suggestion. Right. <laughs> I don't do a suggestion right away. Um, I I don't give a suggestion. I ask them, what do they think? Um, what do they think has happened? Mm -hmm. And I ask them more. I get their story. So the story of everyone is very sacred. And uh, what I do, hypnosis spiritual work basically it goes straight mm -hmm. into your soul and your heart and your core being and your major secrets that you may have not even admitted to yourself so in many ways this is beyond weight loss and i believe that's how hypnosis is because i work with 35 other issues so mm -hmm. you have to I feel very honored to be working with that client who tells me that they have been overweight for the last 50 years. And 
I like to know their story. What is their take on it? Why they think they gained the weight? How they have been living? I also get some background story about their lives. You know, their hobbies, their joys, their, their losses. Loss is very important because mm -hmm. grief and loss is one of the primary causes of, of people getting into um, unhealthy habits like uh, mm -hmm. overeating, smoking. And so with a lot of respect and a lot of compassion, I ask uh, questions to find out more of their story. And what do, is that they think they, first of all, what they've been doing, did they go on diets? Most of them, yes, they have tried every diet in the book. Or mm -hmm. did, they, did they use hypnosis before? Very few have, but you find people who have. Yep. And it has worked for them. Yeah, it has worked for them, but that was a long time ago. And since then, some other events interfered and intruded into their lives. Mm -hmm. stressful events and those stressful events such as for me was the pandemic and mm. for thousands of people. stressful for everybody <laughs> yeah yes and and so uh, because we were also scared about yes. and that's another thing the fear of having enough to eat enough food drove many people into overeating subconsciously so it was on it was in this it was an encounter Motivated. Coupling that, coupling that with the need to be isolated, also. I mean, you had your immediate family around you, but when disaster, you want your your whole community to be with you when you're going through those things. It was very difficult. Exactly. For yeah. Some of my clients also uh, commented on the uncertainty they felt. That where is the end? Is there going to be an end? When is the end coming? Uncertainty is yeah. one of I found of many culprits of overeating, especially doing that emotional eating. It's one of major emotions along with anger, loneliness, sadness, grief, boredom that drives us into snacking. It doesn't seem like overeating. Right. I have clients that they don't even eat a plate of food in one day, but it's a continuous snacking for them. And at night, they snack more and they snack, snack on sugary things without or, realizing why. Yeah. So, exactly. Eugenia, it sounds as though you're reading out my previous life story because I, I, I had a huge weight problem for years and years and years. That was part of my journey into hypnosis was losing the weight through self-hypnosis. So I can relate to everything you're saying um, about how clients are. And yes, it's in the subconscious you eat without realizing it. You eat because you're afraid of something without realizing it. And in my case, weight was a kind of buffer. I felt more protected against the world mm -hmm. yes. with, with layers yes. of fat on. Yes. Women often feel that way, mm. especially if they have had some trauma or some type yeah. of abuse Put, trauma in their families. Keep, keep um, the predators well. away. Exactly. And to go yeah. back to your question, Denise, because I'm digressing, uh, I, <laughs> I, I'm excited about this because I, I love hypnosis. <laughs> I feel it, it's not a solution and an end all, but it's a solution to everything. But it certainly is a big, wonderful right. path 
to many solutions for people. So, and it, it's, I'm very excited because I've seen tremendous results and the testimonials from clients. Um, in fact, there's a testimonial on my website uh, from um, by Ruth, whose parents were uh, in Treblinka at the concentration camp. And she lived in Fort Worth in a very poor area, Jewish area of Fort Worth. And um, Ruth was a teacher and uh, she came because she had an addiction to Mexican food. I want you to know this is not unusual. In Texas, we have Mexican oh, yes. food everywhere. So much. <laughs> yes. And people love it. They eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So uh, it, it is a big issue for people. Mm -hmm. And she, um, through hypnosis, as we were doing the hypnosis, she started crying. And I, and I asked her, because we're, we were doing some regression, going back to when it all started, finding out the root cause by passing the subconscious. That's what hypnosis does so beautifully. Your conscious mind wants to lose weight. Everybody wants to look good and be healthy. Who doesn't? But our subconscious mind is the biggest saboteur. That's what I mm -hmm. say. It sabotages our goals, our desires, and our needs. Because it but doesn't it, know it, right it from not yeah, but it doesn't do it to hurt you. It does it because it wants to keep you safe. Keep everything the safe, safe and the yes. same. Yes. Yes. No Very change. So. Yeah. so, so while Ruth, so I um, questioned her through hypnosis what was going on, and she had seen in her mind herself eating a play, eating her food, and not finishing the food. He, she had two, three bites. And she told me, she says, I was a little kid and I never really liked a lot of food. And they ate a lot of the same starchy foods every day, like beans, mm -hmm. potatoes, things made out of flour. Um, and because they were very poor and they were. Yeah, uh, that, that's, that's the cheap, that's the cheap filling food. Yeah, so, yeah, lots of corns. And so she she heard her mother started to cry and said, I want you to know when I was your age, I was in Treblinka because she, she had followed her parents who died, by the way. And she mm -hmm. said, um, and I didn't have any food. I, I was uh, digging for uh, uh, weeds here and there and sucking on stones and rocks. And that's why she was, he made a connection to her that if she, loses that connection with her mother and the food. And of course she was finishing the plate after that. Mm -hmm. She would lose the love and the loyalty of her mother. She would seem disloyal to the yes, mother. It, it, it feels like a betrayal of her mother. So exactly. yes, or naturally her mother wouldn't love her if she betrayed her, yeah. Yes, the interesting yeah. thing is after that hypnosis session, she texted me and she has a testimonial but I don't think she goes into details. And she said, Today, my sister and I went and had our usual Mexican food at our favorite restaurant. It was Esperanza's. And she said, um, my sister at some point says, Ruth, what are you doing? And I looked down and I was breaking one Dorito, uh, one uh, nacho, the dry nachos. Mm -hmm. I, I came with a big bowl of salsa um, and hot sauce. I was breaking it into pieces and putting one piece mm -hmm at a time in my mouth and my sister just died she said because by now i have 
I would have finished my bowl of nachos and I would have finished the bowl of salsa otherwise mm -hmm. in the past. So she realized that hypnosis had an immediate effect mm -hmm. on how she was looking at food. She was free. No more issues of betrayal, lack of mm -hmm. love. And now she could love, and that's what we did. We reinstalled through hypnosis, we rather, yes, we reinstalled a free love between her and her mother. Like, you love them unconditionally. There are no conditions. Mm -hmm. Food is not involved. And it was wonderful. I I still get very uh, kind yeah, of when I remember her. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes, yeah, that's wonderful. Shame she didn't find you earlier, but it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, so tell me about tell tell me about this new group though, because I haven't done much group work. I've done a little bit. I'm I'm so beginning I'm just to do a bit more. Now I've done a pilot group. It went very well. I had. Uh, I don't want to have more than uh, ten people for starters, and I don't mm -hmm. think I'll be going up to more than fifteen. And um, it, it's uh, people are uh, women, uh, they're all women. Um, I think men need their place too. And I'm thinking that I will do that. I will start mm -hmm. because I do see men for weight loss. So it, it is a real group. It's not just a bunch of people who happen to be online at the same time. It's they're, they're interacting oh, with each other. Yeah. Yes. Some of them, I write a column in a local newspaper. So some of them found me through the column where I mentioned it. And others are my clients. I sent out uh, some newsletter information and their old clients that probably didn't see me for weight loss. Maybe I think there is there is only a couple that they mm -hmm. had seen me for weight loss like uh, 25 years ago. <laughs> so a long time ago. Yes, uh, yes, because I've been doing hypnosis since the mid eighties in 1986, oh, yeah. I saw my first client. Yeah, so, and and when a client comes, um, not only I take their story, but I also ask them how, if they lose the weight, what would their life look like? And mm -hmm. I have them in detail describe that. I also ask them what prompted them to make the decision to come to now to lose weight. That's very important because it mm -hmm. speaks to the readiness of people and motivation. Yeah. yeah. So that that is very, very uh you know, so, um, and uh, and then I think people get to start thinking and find more clarity when I ask the question about what it would be, how they visualize their life, yeah. if they lost the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that 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 is something I do with my weight loss clients as well, Eugenia. Um, get them to describe in detail exactly how it will be when they have lost the weight. Not if, when, and, and when this, they've lost the weight. This is true for any goal, really. Mm. You have to be able to really see it so that it's just there. If I just keep going, it's just there. So so yeah. how long ago, Martin, is it since you lost the, that first large amount of weight? I was getting on for, is it three, four years now? Yeah. How how long were you heavy? Thank you. Thank you. How long were you heavy? How long did you resist? Uh... I was yo-yo dieting for 25 years, and each time I would lose the weight and then put more Again, back more. on and some 
And it got yeah. to the point where I was just huge, absolutely huge. Um, but now I've, I've just changed my relationship completely with food. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a different thing altogether. I don't feel the same way about food that I used to. It was comfort. It was emotional comfort. And yes, that huge layer of fat, which I always reverted back to, I felt protected from the world with it. Right. But I know that the people that you work with, once they've achieved their goal, they don't feel like they're on a diet and they have to stick no. to this or they, they think I'm crashing down. That's, they're not yeah. on a diet at all. That's what I tell them straight away. It's not a diet. Diets don't work. The minute your subconscious hears that you are on a diet, it also realizes at some way. point you will be off a diet. And the minute you come off mm-hmm. a diet, you go back to how you were before. So we talk about when you lose the weight, when you've lost it, what will you be eating then? What will your typical day be like? What kind mm-hmm. of foods will you eat then when you've lost the weight? And get them to really reinforce that in their thought patterns and then tell them to start eating like that now. Because if they're overweight and they eat what they would need to eat to maintain when they've lost the weight, they will lose the weight with that. Right. And from day one, they're starting a new relationship with food. Um, yeah. Uh, Virginia, with your program, how long is your getting ready period? Do do you start right with an individual client? I wish you could start right away. But if you've got clients who are waiting for the group to start, do you have a sort of pre-group start advice for them? I I did a pilot group initially, more like a webinar, but it was a group. We talked about Mm -hmm. it. I'm very methodical of how I do. I believe in people's stories. And I have them sent me, I sent intake forms out. There are two pages, they fill them out. They write me their goals, their medical history, everything. And, and then uh, I, uh, when I, I did the pilot, which was in the form of a webinar, I also asked each one of them, uh, as I had already let them, let them know via an email and they agreed to tell me a little bit about themselves. And, uh, you know, not necessarily their weight, but mm-hmm. they, uh, if they wanted to lose weight, how much they wanted to lose weight and what was the culprit for them. Like um, they don't cook. A lot of people here in Texas, they don't like to cook. They're used to fast food. We have a, an epidemic of fast food here. <laughs> we definitely do. And so many Mexican restaurants. Yeah. It's a great, great food Every capital. Yeah, yeah. But it, and, and, and a lot of other cuisines. Over <laughs> here too, Eugenia, Tex-Mex restaurants, yeah. Yes. yes. And Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to have Mexican food, have real Mexican food, please. <laughs> uh, so the, the key that I stay with and I emphasize is I do very solid work when it comes to helping people, keeping it off, and changing the relationship with food, and it's a matter of mindset. Absolutely. And I noticed myself always, um, when I gained the weight, well, during, okay, when I was pregnant, it almost doesn't count. Because I was given permission to eat. (laughs) Even though when I had my son, I gained like 20 pounds. But with my daughter, I felt differently. It was different, it was older, so it was seven years later. But there was a, there was a period in obstetrics when we were telling people to restrict their eating because people always 
et for two, but the, the second person is very small. It doesn't require that many pounds. And, and, and so it was very, very common for people to put on 40, 50 pounds when they were pregnant. So they stopped and it went the other way, as things so often do. Exactly. So they were restricting it to less than 25 pounds. And really 30 is much more reasonable. But exactly. getting it off yeah. is, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's so disappointing. You have a baby, the baby is seven, eight pounds, and you get on the scale and you weigh the same, I swear. That's <laughs> so disappointing. Yes. <laughs> and uh, one thing that I tune into is that you, we have to change that love-hate relationship about food and what foods are bad and foods are good. There's no food that's bad or good. There is only mm -hmm. the portion and the time of the day you eat the food. Mm -hmm. And usually people who say, oh, I don't eat that. You hear again the second sentence, because when I start eating, I can't stop. Can't stop, yeah. So hypnosis is a wonderful tool to help people do away with that. They I can't yeah. stop. You can eat and enjoy. I enjoy food. I'm a great cook. I cook even enchiladas, I cook Greek food, I cook French food, Italian food, but automatically without thinking about it, totally subconsciously, I eat when I'm as much as hungry to satiate my hunger. Yeah, recognizing yeah. recognizing when you're really hungry is, is a hungry. really key issue. Yeah. Yes, and stopping yeah. when you are semi-full. So, and yes. I remember, when my son was little, my my um, grandma, uh, his grandmother, my mother, he, we were in Greece, says, um, George, I have another bite. And he said, no, grandma, because I want to leave space just in case somebody offers me dessert. <laughs> just in case. Ah, well, just in case. And I think that was a little dig for her. She, yeah. He yes. was kind of trying to talk her into. Little hypnotic <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> yes. Yes. And my mother had struggled all her life with weight. And she said, oh, wow, he's a wise little kid. I wish I had thought of that. You yeah, know, yeah. wisdom. Leave a little room. That is important, mm -hmm. you know. And the other thing that I tune into is we don't have to be desperate in losing weight. Mm -hmm. Because desperation um, would do one thing. Yeah. Will increase, and it does. It increases the stress, and stress increases the stress hormone, which is called cortisol. In the You're body. fighting it yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it's a never-ending yeah. battle, really. And yeah. and we talk about that stress hormone. Even we talk about um, how the stress hormone goes down, how we wind down at night, how we do we substitute another activity instead of food all through hypnosis. I have a lot of hypnotic suggestions, right. which as we know, hypnosis bypasses the conscious mind. Yes, you know, exactly. so, yeah. it, it is so important to A, recognize hunger, recognize why you want to do this. You want to do this because you want to do this, <laughs> because of all the other things. Um, I love Martin, when Martin uh, talks about weight, it, you, you know where I'm going, right? Eat what you want. Eat what you yes. like, when you like, but what you like can change. Yeah. That's right. That's that mm. really where the, the other thing I always say, Eugenia, is don't think about losing weight. 
because as human mm -hmm. beings, we are not programmed to want to lose. We're programmed to want to gain things. So I say, don't think about losing weight. Think about gaining your health, gaining a better figure, gaining healthier habits. I never mention weight loss to people. Yes, yeah. yes. In, a, in, so in many, many ways, I do the same thing. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, I have them visualize and do wonderful visualizations, including uh, bringing in nature as well, or their favorite happy place, and how they imagine themselves, uh, even the clothes they would like to wear. Yeah. Um, if they are, if they are, they have the figure they want. So, and I do avoid weight, uh, talking about weight, the number, even though people are hung yeah. up on that, <laughs> very <laughs> hung up. I am more of a believer of your clothes. You put on your yeah. clothes. Actually, yeah. so, Eugene, you were going to put a link to your website in the show notes below the podcast so people can find out more about your program, either individually or your group program. And you are available worldwide for clients, aren't you, via the internet, via Zoom? I am. Right now I'm seeing two people from um, Melbourne. One is a Greek-Australian. The other is Australian. Uh, I see three people from Canada uh, for hypnosis and coaching. Um, I have like seven people from Greece, one from Belgium, two from the UK, and one in Japan. He's American, and he just moved for a job there wow. in Tokyo. So, so yeah, truly international. Lots <laughs> yeah, of yeah. lots of time zones to deal with. Yeah, I was just thinking then, how do you cope with the time zones? Yeah. <laughs> That's a little tough um, because, and we do, I do some work on weekends, I will admit. And when I was mm -hmm. in Greece for three months this past summer, almost three months, I, I would stay up until one or two o'clock in the morning to see my American. Just uh, <laughs> self care, my dear. We are going yeah. to have to leave. We have to say goodbye because it's, um, it, we're going to have to edit so much out on this. That's a sh shame. You'll have to come back and talk to us again soon. Maybe you can call us when you're on Athens next. <laughs> I like to make a point about the website. We're just designing a new one, but the one that's there, it's going to have the same URL with the one mm -hmm. that's there. It does not talk yet about um, my group program because it's so new. I just introduced it uh, last mm -hmm. week. So, uh, but definitely has testimonials and everything else and Excellent. of course the new one is going to be launched in the next two weeks good yeah thank you fine. so much yeah thank, thank you Eugenia. so much for thank joining you. us with eugenia that's been fantastic thank you for having me it was bye a bye. pleasure you're very welcome we hope you've enjoyed listening Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.